Welcome to the Latin MedTech Leaders Podcast, a conversation with MedTech leaders who have succeeded or plan to succeed in Latin America. Please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Deezer. Welcome to the Latin MedTech Leaders Podcast, a conversation with leaders who have succeeded or plan to succeed in Latin America. Today, our guest is Hernán Burgos. Hernán is an IT expert with over 30 years of experience working with various organizations, including government, law, and health. Hernán has been the Director of Sales Development for Smile CDR for the last four years. Smile CDR is a platform that enables people and organizations to better manage healthcare data. Smile CDR is built around a standard called Fast Healthcare Interoperability Resources, FIRE. It's, uh, it's, it's made by a standards organization called Health Level 7 International, HL7. HL7 FIRE acts like a new universal language for healthcare data. The company, Smile CDR, has clients in 15 countries with a forecast of reaching 20 more countries by 2022 and has had a growth of 300% during 2020 and is expecting to grow about 500% in 2021. So, Hernan, it's really a pleasure to have you here today. I look forward to our conversation today. Thank you, Julio. My pleasure. Well, Hernan, let's... Talk about your journey to Latin America. How is it that you got involved with the region on a personal and professional level? Oh boy, it's a, it's a, it's a, you can make a movie on this one. <laughs> My family originally came from Spain. Uh, I was born in Chile, but I've been in Canada for 45 years. So you have to, uh, my, my Spanish and my English are about the same. And um, we started our uh, journey in South America with with our CTO James Agnew, he's he's a core team member. Uh, he's like a rock star of HL7 Fire. He's actually a core member of the entire organization. So he's uh, he loves helping out. Uh, he loves helping out countries in in need that um, that need help with the systems. And to that point, he's been maintaining a free project called Happy Fire which we, um, we have now in every country in the world. It's the, uh, the reference implementation of HL7 Fire in, in Java. And, uh, and that is, it's sort of the, the free version, is the one that everyone is using uh, to, to get used to the new standard. And, and to tell you the truth, uh, we're, we're living through historical moments right now. This is the, the first time that the whole world is, is adopting one standard. Yeah. Um, basically saying we're all going to speak English to interoperate between each other. And it's, uh, it's been a while. It's been about over 20 years since they came out with the HL7 standard. And a lot of countries did take that. But like anything else, uh, 20 years in, in technology is, is fairly old. So they needed, they needed a new version. They needed a new standard. So they came out with HL7 Fire um, uh, over four or five years ago now. And it's, uh, it's taken off like fire. Hmm. It's, uh, it's been adopted by, by the big G7 countries. Um, and, and the biggest push to this was, was the, uh, the decision by governments to uh, adopt that as a standard. So the biggest, the biggest battle at the beginning um, in South America also 
was the fact that nobody want nobody want to to say okay we're going to use we're going to speak this language to to do this. So when when I um, I saw James going to Chile, I, I got really um, interested in Chile, and they're very advanced. They're probably not because I'm from there. I was born there, but uh, they're probably the most advanced in health information systems in Latin America. Um, they have a very good system. Um, unfortunately, their politics are like all the other Latin American countries are get they get on the way. Uh, but they they decided years ago that they needed to uh, adopt a standard. So James used to go every every year and speak to the um, to the government in an organization called Sense. And Sense it's a it's a group of universities in Chile, the five uh, largest Sense.cl, and and their idea was that they needed a uh, a study done on on what what the standard what standard they're going to adopt. And and this is really really interesting because it's really worked so well. So they advise the government on anything to do with health standards, and they they have uh, they have events, they have even some some software to train people on the new standard. But uh, but more important than that, they're creating uh, courses at the university level to capacitate to 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 train people on the standard. So there is such a huge demand in the world right now for HL7 fire experts that any country, any country that can provide um, people a train on that, it's going to be key. It's going to be the leader. So Argentina and Chile right now are the leaders. Uh, they're by far ahead of the competition anywhere in South America. But I'm speaking with, with Costa Rica. And Costa Rica, it's, it's also another area that I'm very interested in. Um, but you were asking me why or how I was stuck in Chile last year. Um, but uh, at the beginning of 2020, my father got, uh, was very ill. And, and basically, it was the beginning of the pandemic. I had to make a decision. And uh, basically, within an hour, I was packed and, and heading to the airport, not knowing what, what's going to happen. That was, the, that was at the beginning of the 2020 pandemic. And I got to Chile, and I on my way to the airport... I found out that the first cases of COVID in Chile are at this um, one um, hospital in Talca. So then I said, well, it's, it's not too bad. And then they kept talking about it. It says, well, it's on the eighth floor. Okay. So I got to the hospital and my father is on the eighth floor. So I said, okay, what do I do? Do I go in? Do I see my father? Sure enough. So I get the mask, get the face mask, the gloves, the whole thing. And uh, unfortunately, about two weeks later, he passed away, not from COVID. It was just another infection. He had a brain aneurysm. But I was able to see from the inside. I was able to look at what the issues they had in the hospitals. And uh, they really need help uh, with the new standard. Uh, but I was very impressed with the, with the Chilean. Um, this is a public hospital. And he had uh, German uh, Fresenius equipment. And uh, it was top of the line. The service that my father received at the hospital in Talca was was a hundred percent. It was it was incredible. The the doctors were good. The nurses, everybody was everything is spotless, clean, and they were fighting this this pandemic. I was it was like being in a war movie. People are running around. They they, they were moving things. They didn't know what to do because it was at the beginning, and I was very impressed with the with the the service that they provided. So that was my experience, and then my flights got canceled. So I'm basically stuck in, in South America for, for a number until the summer here in Canada. So a few, four months, five months. 
so at that time, I was able to connect with the, the, the people from SENS in Chile and uh, a relationship group. And, um, and the relationship group, more to help the countries and to help the organizations grow. Um, our platform is, is uh, it's really a platform that we help developers, uh, integrators, uh, networks, uh, hospital groups to, to create solutions on top. Uh, and so they can interoperate. But the biggest concern that they had was speed, how quickly we can, we can uh, get the information back from the system. So th there is a huge need in South America. Uh, one of the biggest problems is money. Um, because of COVID, um, a lot of the money has been spent in COVID. Um, fortunately, with, with HL7 Fire, uh, uh, you can do it a lot faster. That means uh, less money is needed to, to create the application. Um, and because it's for the first time based on an open source standard, which is HL7 Fire, that means it's free. So you can use the standard without charging any money. So you can create a very standard basic system very quickly. Uh, in the past, it used to take months. It used to take maybe a year to develop and and and, and create a system. Now you, with they have the the smart on fire applications, you can create a, a reporting app or any kind of app within weeks, which is really helping. It's really saving lives right now because they're able to deploy this very quickly. Okay, so what's um the essence of the the system or, or, or let, let's start from from zero uh, what's what's the need for this what's a problem that this system intends to solve and then we'll talk about the solution okay the the system so it's 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 all fine and great when you have a new standard right so what's going to happen you have the applications but they they need to connect to systems so the biggest issue that we solve is the interoperability, is the capability of, of, uh, of, of having data on the cloud. So we have, um, for example, just to give you an example, we had a client uh, in the United States, uh, for Senios, the they're very large in Europe, and they have uh, 3,000 clinics in the U.S. And their biggest problem is it's, it's combining the information. It is the interoperability of the data. So they came to us and said, you know what? We really need to centralize this data. And uh, within a few months, we were able to ingest all the data on, on, on the cloud, on the centralized. We have, uh, we have AWS and Azure as, uh, as our main sort of partners to, to host data, but we can host it in any uh, we can actually host it on-prem. We're one of the few platforms that you can actually put on a laptop if you really need to. So you can run a system on a laptop if, if, if it's an emergency. Yeah, um, we have, uh, uh, you can't, no, you can't do that with some of the largest systems. So the um, the whole idea is that we we provide the, the backbone, the, the security layer. That was That's one of the biggest problems right now is security is the breaches of security uh, at, at the hospital level. So we, we design, or I, I mean, James designed the SMILE uh, as a, as from, from security level up. So we have, uh, we have, for example, a consent server. Consent means uh, you as a patient can say, I, I only want my doctor and my um, hospital to, to see my data. And that's a huge, we're working with the Middle East right now because that's a huge requirement right now 
who gets to see the data for that, you know, that specific family, you know who I'm talking about. Or also, <laughs> also the capability of creating an app that it's authenticated or authorized to be the only app that works in your system. That means somebody's trying to break in with something else, they, they don't get it. They need to use your app, you know, the app that is authorized. And then we have a lot of uh, authentication servers uh, at, uh, built into the platform, or they can use external systems. So we provide the capability of, of like I call them plugs. So you can you can plug in analytics software. You can use other security authentication services. So we are like the 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 basement of the system. It's the the cornerstone of your system. And 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 like I said, the, there's a we're dealing with some of the largest health information systems in the United States right now. Um, my team is kind of a little worn out right now because there is a requirement by a government, the United States, that by July 1st, they needed to comply with providing data on, on the new standard. So we had, um, it was 18 go live projects at the same time on, on July 1st. So you can imagine some of the largest uh, government organizations in the States needing help. And uh, we come in and the benefit we have is that we don't have to replace the systems. We, we, we become like an extension to their solutions. So that allows them to comply by a certain date and get it done. We're the, the sort of the enterprise version of Happy, which is the basic. Uh, we have the security. We have all this tooling that comes around it, uh, including, um, I call it the alarm system. We have a subscription and notification system that should have been implemented before COVID, that if you're, let's say you have a network of hospitals um, and something, somebody shows up in one of the hospitals, let's say in, in, in Los Angeles, and coming up with the new variant of COVID, the whole system will, will get notified instantly. Right now, we have to report, and the data is 24 hours old. This system would be notified because of fire. It's a standard, it's, it's all the options you have in fire, but we have the tooling that allows it to quickly create it. So imagine having a centralized dashboard saying we have so many COVID cases up to the minute. We have so many vaccinations done this month or this day or this hour. So that gives you that the, the power that uh, Fire combined with the platform plus the application. It's, it's really out of this world. It's really, really interesting. And we have the capability, even if you have an older system, so you have an old legacy system or you have, let's say, some older HL7 version 2 that you need to move to fire because of the requirements, uh, we can still connect our system to it and have it work um, and slowly migrate it or move it to it. Um, the biggest growth for us has been the, the countries that are requiring that uh, health organizations have this fire enabled. So United States is the biggest. Um, this is the, the mandate, the ONC and CMS requirements in the state. Germany is uh, another one that's pushing for that. And it's all about money. See, when you start using Fire, it's, it's, it simplifies a lot of things. So you have, it's faster to implement. So just by saving six months in a project or maybe a year, you can imagine how much money you can save. And then imagine if you have a better security, uh, the headaches you're going to, avoid by having the system um working absolutely wow interesting so what's let's talk let's go back to latin america let's talk about the trends 
that are making this a reality in the region? Why is it that Chile, Argentina, as you said, are driving this in the region? What made this happen? What trends are happening in the region that are beneficial for the implementation of uh, FIRE or HL7? So what happened in Argentina and Chile, that a lot of the, um, because of a political shift back and forth, a lot of people left the country. They went to study over overseas. In the case of Chile in 1973, there was a military coup and a lot of people went all over the world. And then they study at Harvard, they study in England, and they all came back uh, after a generation. And so they're in Argentina. Including the Chicago boys. The Chicago boys. They we're famous. That's right. So what happened now is that they, they, they tasted the honey. They, they, they keep sending uh, people to study uh, in the States and Europe. Uh, and because they will learn English... And because they will have a really good education. So Chile and Argentina are very good. And they're trying to outdo each other all the time, which is good. It's a friendly competition. We call each other brothers. And, um, and uh, what they discover is they discover that they can do things with fire that they couldn't do with other system. So once they, they, they taste it, the honey is called happy. Happy fire is this, this open source free we actually spend millions of dollars, our company, to maintain this. And every quarter, we update this system. And uh, you can actually create a very sophisticated system, but a very basic one. When you need the, the enterprise edition, you need security, you need the speed, then when you come to us. So they, they, really, they really tasted the honey back then. And so they, they basically created this uh, uh, university organizations that basically confirmed that was the case. And they basically told the governments, you guys need to do this because it's in the, um, the best interest of the country. So that brings me to Costa Rica. Costa Rica, it's, it's, um, it's attracting a whole bunch of um, uh, health information systems, uh, device manufacturers, health device manufacturers. It's, it's a hub of, of uh, technology. So I've been meeting with, um, with uh, people from, from the government, uh, from some universities, and they all agree that it is it is critical for Costa Rica to develop a, uh, a training schedule to develop um, qualified Costa Ricans in the new standard. And when when this happens, Costa Rica is going to be the hub of technology because they'll be able to export their people there. Now that you can work from anywhere, um, they'll be able to have Costa Rican. They're very smart people. They just now need to get trained. And they're going to provide the, the, the technology, the know-how to those companies that are moving. Actually, we're looking at, at opening up an office in Costa Rica. So that was one of my biggest challenges that when I said, well, who do you have to work with HL7 Fire? And they said, well, we, we don't really have many people. So I said, don't worry, I'll, I'll help you develop them. So when we set up the office, I get first pick, I get first pick at them. <laughs> Fascinating. Costa Rica, of all places. I mean, I would have thought that Colombia was probably leading this too, but Costa Rica. I mean, what's happening with Colombia? Why is now Colombia in the list of top countries? Or what needs to happen? Better yet, hold on. I'm sorry. But what needs to happen in the other countries so that they are up to speed with Argentina, or Chile, and Costa Rica? Okay, Colombia is actually quite advanced in HL7. They actually um, have, a, HL7 has um, chapters in every country. 
And so I am actually talking to the people in Colombia at the moment that are running the HL7. So they're not really behind. I think I think Colombia is probably number three in South America for, for knowledge. Um, unfortunately, Venezuela, I'm talking to doctors there and it's just it's not it's not doing well. Um, other countries have chosen a different standard than, than HL7 fire. I think it's just one. But uh, oh, even Brazil, we, Brazil, for example. Brazil, we, we actually have a very large deployment of a product. And Brazil has the largest um, cases of uh, skin cancer in the world. So we have one of our, our customers that um, has a device, basically, that you can scan the little mole, and it tells you if it's, if it's cancer or not. It actually looks at it almost like a three-dimensionally. And they're setting this up in almost every um, drugstore in, in, in Brazil. So Brazil is already using it without knowing that we're HL7 fire platform behind the scenes. So Brazil is very powerful. They, they have, uh, they have uh, a lot of power. Uh, they just got to get their act together on, on trying to figure out what's the standard. If, if uh, the president says, from now on, everybody has to use fire, that's the day that... You know, Brazil can do it in, in a few months. Um, they are, I'm, I'm, I'm always in shock of the power of the Brazilian people. Yes, yeah, very smart, very capable. So, so where in Latin America do we have a chill serving as a standard? Um, it, hasn't, it hasn't really uh, become a standard, like in the States, it's a requirement in Germany, Australia, New Zealand, even in UK. Um, in, 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 South, in South America, they're so political. They said, oh, we, we should be using this, but, you know, well, let's get more studies done. Uh, of course, then the government changes. And then, for example, I was talking to the people in, in Bolivia. And in Bolivia, they, they really need a centralized system, but their infrastructure is not very good. They have a lot of issues with, with the Internet and some of the remote areas are so far away. Uh, but... Um, you mentioned at the beginning that we're in 15 countries. And since we spoke, we added one more, one more. So we're one a month or so, almost. So Uganda, Uganda in Africa is the latest one. And the beauty about Uganda is that they we're trying to create a system to centralize the information for HIV patients. Um, and it's, it's not just for HIV, for any patient in 1,500 hospitals. So we can actually grab that setup and put it in, 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 in Bolivia, for example. We can put that in the Caribbean. So a lot of these systems could be uh, standardized in, in a lot of the countries. So you bypass all the struggles that some of the bigger countries are having of trying to figure it out. We just plunk it down and they can, they can benefit uh, at a great uh, uh, and reduce cost. That's the biggest concern right now because those countries are, uh, are really struggling with COVID. Um, they don't have the, 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 the finances to, to, to install large systems. But once you start creating a cookie cutter model um, that you can alter a little bit, um, it's, a, it's a new way of thinking. I, I've been studying computers for 35 years now. And when I first went to university, they said to me, you need to learn how to learn. Because <laughs> a lot of the things we're teaching you now um, are going to be obsolete in obsolete in five years. So that I go and go, my God, what what kind of business I'm getting into? And they said, you know what? It's not not to worry. The, the idea is to be able to be open to changes and to look at the proper standards and, and to look at the universities that are, are the educated groups in the countries 
to uh, there's always friction in South America between universities and government. And um, I'm, I'm going to try to be a peacemaker between the two of them. <laughs> well, I, I certainly hope that Latin America gets its act uh, together, the different countries, and to adopt this standard because it seems to be the universal language nowadays. And uh, maybe a matter of time, right? Um, until we get to that point. It is, um, it's like a tsunami. I, uh, I tell people that, um, that uh, it feels like a tsunami because, the, to tell you the truth, the HL7 fire, uh, it's just scratching, scratching the, the surface of, of the, the problem. And uh, so imagine that everybody is very excited because everybody's adopting fire. But in the next five years, the amount of, you, the amount of people, patients using fire is going to be uh, one to two billion, billion people. Billion with the B. Wow. Right now, it's, 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 it's in the hundreds of thousands or millions of people. But we're dealing with Southeast Asia, for example, James. So James goes to Southeast Asia and he's, he's training and teaching all the countries there. And they're responsible for one billion people, one billion people of Southeast Asia. Then we went, we're looking, we're talking to India and India, they came to us and their biggest problem is volume. They said, can you, can your system handle 600 million people, 600 million people. I said, yeah, we're, our system can expand that big. We're one of the few that can do that. Uh, and they said, well, can you go to a billion people? So between yeah, India, Southeast Asia, 2 billion. And then you got Africa. So if Uganda, when the Uganda project comes up, you got another couple of billion people. So within the next five years, I would say about a third of the world will be on fire, which is huge. It's a huge uh, shift. So let's go back to Latin America for a second, um, Hernan. Uh, yeah. Who is your ideal customer in Latin America? And the reason I ask this is because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it may be the case in Brazil or probably Mexico where you find private hospital systems that have several hospitals and they want to have interoperability between the hospitals. But most of the clients for you guys, for Smile CDR, I would say is the government that wants to integrate all the hospitals in one country. Is that correct? Actually, they vary. Um, so let me, let me show you that. So we have a client that's as small as one clinic. And, and for example, to give you an example, in Germany, there's one one hospital, um, they don't want to buy the big system. So they, what they, the problem they had is that they, they, they bought these systems internally in the hospital at different times. So the emergency system did not talk to the radiology system and they didn't talk to it. So their biggest problem was how to connect them. So, so we put Smile internally in the hospital as, a, as a, an internal on-prem solution. And, and the systems could talk to each other now. That's a huge, because we're talking to Chile too. And in Chile, there's a small hospital that needs that, that little database in the middle. So all the, all the systems they have can connect to each other. The beauty is that if you get two, three or four hospitals with the same system, now they can talk to each other. So you're creating almost like a They network. can talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. That's, nice. That's when you start small. So we have, we have uh, app developers, people that have a great idea. They have a great idea to solve some problem, but they can't connect to the main system. So we are sort of, we said, well, put your, your application in our platform 
And all of a sudden you're fire enabled. We call the fire enabled. That means you're ready to connect to the big systems. So we solve, so we're sort of a enabler for the, the, the people that need help. So we're, we're there to create help for a hospital network. So hospital networks. So we have, we have a client in Chile, which is, um, it's, it's very high end. It's called Clinica Alemana and they needed to connect. And so they're very ahead of the time. Uh, they're, they're experts at, at fire and they are very, um, ahead of the, ahead of the technology curve. Um, so the other group of people is governments. Uh, when we first started, uh, five, five years ago, six years ago, um, we only had sort of a government, maybe a small regional group. Now, every every two weeks, we have a country coming to us. Not not a province, not a state, mm, but an entire country. country the Ministry of Health. <laughs> country. Yeah, Ministries of Health. But even the last month, it's not just the country. It's in, I, I, we have NDAs with some of these organizations, but let's say they cover a large group of countries because they need to, um, for example, right? They need to have reports on vaccination. Is the vaccination working? Is there any side effects? But they need to cover a whole area, not just one country. Um, one of the things we have is that we can segregate the data because the data cannot be outside the country. Unless it's the anonymized, so you got to take the the PHI on it. Um, so yeah, so now we're working on, on on not just one region. So for example, the Caribbean, um, it's got 27, 27 countries, and they have the CARFA. It's it's a great organization. They have good work. Uh, their leaders are Jamaica and Trinidad. They're really advanced in that. But now they need to unify the whole system, and they need to unify it for two reasons: for health. And for tourism, if they want to open up tourism in the Caribbean, they need a way to um, report health for the tourists. And they're all over the islands. They're, they move around everywhere. So if you have a, a centralized location saying uh, Julio went to, they went to Jamaica and then he went to Trinidad and he went back to uh, the States, but he's healthy. Everything is good. But he something something is wrong. They'll be able to track it. So yeah, there's there's a lot of things. I'm really exciting. Uh, I'm excited on, on South America and how they're they're helping each other. Okay, so Hernan, one last question before we close is: um, What's your business model in the region? Do you have salespeople? Do you have distributors? How can people locally get in contact with you guys, or how do they find you uh, locally? <laughs> um, the, like I say, we're growing at 500 this year, so they're finding us. Um, we can, if they just go to our website, um, they can just contact us and, and we'll figure out a way. We're very flexible on the modules, on the way of costing everything. Uh, we do have uh, on, uh, boots on the ground. We have people in, in Colombia, in Costa Rica, Chile, even in Argentina that can help you. Okay, you um, have direct times, people. Um, that, okay, very good. Yeah, we have, we have and, and we do a lot of work through HL7 um, Fire. Uh, the, the HL7 organization, it's such an incredible organization that's helping. It's, if I have to say there's one group that's changing the world in health, it's HL7. Um, they have incredible people, uh, really? very wow. uh, dedicated people all over the world. And, and of course, because we're built on HL7 fire, 
if if it exists, if the the standard has it on their HL7, we have it built into it. So you don't have to ask, oh, do you have this on your platform? No, you look at HL7 Fire and it's available. So yeah, just contact us. Um, we can we can work directly with them. We can work through people on the ground. In the case of Costa Rica, we're going to help them develop the the know how. So as a country, it's a strategic move for a country like Costa Rica to develop knowledge because now knowledge and data are are worth more than gold. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a new currency, mm. data. <laughs> it's a new currency. Yes, agree. All right, Hernan, we are close to the end of the show. What would be your final what would be your final words of wisdom? to the CEO of a medical technology company or a healthcare company that's just exploring Latin America as a place to do business. What would you say to him or her? Um, I think the biggest, uh, the biggest problem right now is the technical people in the company are not talking to the management properly. Sometimes they hide a few things and the management depends on these guys too much. What happened is that some of these guys, sometimes they leave the company And, and basically, if you're, you're creating, it's called build versus uh, um, buy. So when you're trying to build something and the guy that's building it leaves the company, you're, you're helpless. So there's a combination. You know, we, we like to help them. So in case somebody leaves, you still have a supported platform that can help them out. Um, I, I believe that you should, as a, as a CEO, you should really look into, um, don't believe me, just go into the internet and read about, about what FIRE does and, and what FIRE can save your company and how quickly. It's, it's the, 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 the idea of, of developing a solution in weeks or a month or, or maybe half a year instead of two years. I remember years ago, uh, I know my uh, our CEO, Duncan Waterstone. I know him for, oh, I say 25 years now. Back then, the Ministry of Health projects were like one, two, three years. I'm going, what? Three years? You know how much they cost and how many people were involved? Um, you can do modular systems now, meaning that the urgent ones like in Uganda could be done in weeks and then you keep adding modules to it. But you already... The most important thing is your base, is what are you basing your solutions on? And, and I believe, I mean, HL7 Fire is open source, so I'm not selling you HL7 Fire. It's open source. It's free. But you have to be very careful on the platform that you're choosing. I mean, we have we have our competitors that are our friends. Um, there is a number of us. We even have a, a website together. We help each other out. There's such a huge demand. And think about it. How many billion people are going to be shifting their data into fire in the next five years? Um, there, is a, there is a lack of, of, of knowledge, knowledgeable uh, people, which, which Costa Rica is starting to fix. And, and Chile's already got on, way on their way. And, and Argentina's went well. I mean, Colombia, it's, it's come a long way. I mean, just the fact that they have an HL7 office in Colombia now, that's a huge benefit to them um, but uh, yeah now what I really like about South uh, Latin America is that we're all brothers and sisters we help each other it's like we're always waiting for the moment to help the other country uh, yeah it, I can get into political things but no they, they're always willing to help out uh, which is really great <laughs> <laughs> yeah we share so much uh, we have so much history together 
that uh, we can't deny that we are brothers and sisters. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I 100% agree with you. All right, Hernan, and I like that, by the way. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful statement, a very loving statement. <laughs> so um, I look forward to being in touch with you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I am sure listeners uh, learned something new from you, from this uh, up-and-coming technology that they will take over the world, hopefully, and so it's, that everybody talks to each other because that's what we need, more communication. Yes. All right, Hernan, thank you so much. Bye.